0: Welcome to the Big Mama's Blog Podcast. I'm your host, Cheryl Peterson Guess, affectionately known as Big Mama by my four children and other family members. BigMamasBlog.com is part of our family website, Educated Guesses, which can be found at Educated-Guesses.com. On the blog, I give advice, seek advice, and share information and stories on a broad range of topics, including parenting, Cooking and recipes, matters of the heart, healthy living and fitness, home remedies, you name it. Basically, anything you can go to Big Mama for, we will eventually cover on the blog. The podcast is an extension of the blog where we talk to a guest about these subjects. So get your mind right and get ready for this episode of the Big Mama's Blog Podcast. This is the first episode of the Big Mama's Blog Podcast, and we have a very special guest, one of my oldest, dearest, and closest friends, Mrs. Joanne Childs-James. I don't want to waste much time with formal introductions. I'll just let her tell you about herself. So how about we start in college? You went to the Kentucky State University in Frankfort, Kentucky. So let's start there. Tell us about your college years.
1: Right. Thank you so much. Good morning, Cheryl Guests, You look amazing. And thank you for this opportunity to be able to share. Yes, you're right. I'm a proud graduate of the Kentucky State University located in Frankfurt, Kentucky, one of our finest HBCUs. And then I was blessed to also be a part of the University of Louisville here in the beautiful city of Louisville, Kentucky, uh, to uh, obtain my master's degree in the field of social work and mental health.
0: Well, thank you very much. Uh, You also uh, worked for Jefferson County Public School Systems for 30 years before you retired. You want to tell me a little bit about what you did for Jefferson County?
1: Good. So again, all that amazing education led me right into the field of school social work. Uh, For 18 months, I was a family therapist at Seven Counties uh, Center in the West uh, Louisville area, working with children and families. Uh, But my desire was always to give back and to work with families in the Department of Education. And so I applied for a job. Uh, Then I was working with a teen parent. Uh, It was called the Teenage Parent Program, some known as TAP. Uh, Jefferson County Public School recognized the importance of teen moms and dad to continue their education in high school. Uh, So I was fortunate to work with that program as a social worker and then ventured out into middle school. I was very concerned about our middle school children. so true, right in the middle, not old enough to, but too old too. And so I uh, okay. had an amazing journey there for 13 years uh, at uh, Frost Middle School working as a family resource youth service center coordinator. And then ended my career with the last uh, 11 years working in the department of Pu- personnel with uh, Truancy, And I uh, had an amazing journey there to work with seven elementary schools, uh, working to remove barriers while children were missing school. So had a, an amazing career. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 30 years.
0: Uh, so you've been retired two
1: years? Correct. Okay. Yes. So
0: tell me about the adventures that you ha- are doing since you've been retired, because I know you haven't slowed down at all.
1: Right. I share with people that uh, social work is a lot. Uh, You do retire from one institution, Jefferson County Public School, but I could not retire from the call. So I took a few months off and then uh, connected myself in the community. So I volunteer at my church, Elam Baptist Church, and the title is called Community Coordinator. And so again, working in the community and helping coordinate services uh, through our ministry and school also in the community. Kind of working as a Congregational Care Coordinator uh, with my husband who serves as pastor of the church. And so, uh, still doing some of those amazing opportunities to work with uh, uh, resources in our community and connecting not only with our church members, but also how can our church give back in the community? So, I'm really proud that we have the First Lady's 100 Project, which Cheryl supports every <laughs> single month. As a matter of fact, like, Cheryl Gass is like cautious, like, what are we doing next month? What are we doing next <laughs> month? So, every month we collect 100 items and then we donate those back in the community, whether it's books school supplies, black hair care products, uh, with Cheryl Guess is probably the first one, even Pampers for Babies, you name it, we try to find a a community uh, resource in our community uh, uh, where our church serves, and then we give those items back. So an example, this month was all about getting college students and students ready for back to school. So we collected items for college students, for their dorms, as well as, uh, school supplies for our elementary schools. So again, um, thank you. Shout out to the guest family who every month is always on top of making sure that they donate those items for our community.
0: Well, we definitely thank you for your service. Now, during this uh, pandemic, this COVID nineteen season, it sounds like this is is very instrumental in what you do with Elam as a the community coordinator as well. Can you tell me a little bit of things that you've done through Elam for COVID nineteen?
1: Yes, I think it's really important that, yes, the church closed. we are not based on science and and the knowledge of pastor and the leadership team, have decided not to have face face contact in terms of congregation uh, traditional services that we have. And by the way, I know that our church misses line dancing and our choir rehearsals (laughs) and our (laughs) practices. Cool. our kids are not able to go to camp this year. But because of the creativity uh, of our leadership team and my husband and, and staying connected to the community, um, we have still been able to serve our community. i talked about those hundred projects. Guess what? Our community needs those more than ever. So again, our leadership team was so creative. They said, well, we can have a drive by we can put dumpsters and, and and baskets in the parking lot and our members stop by and drop these things off. Thank God for creativities of technology. A lot of our members even donated uh, online uh, through their giving, their tithing, their offering. We were able to donate uh, and help feed the protesters. We were able to, to continue our 100 project uh, with the school supplies and our hair care products. So those things are, um, thank you Cheryl for asking. They are even more important today uh, than, when we were doing them. So since March 13th, our doors of the church had been closed, but our spirits have not, and our congregation uh, still remains the church, uh, even in their own homes to still give back.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, I have to let everyone know this is my first podcast. This is my first attempt at the big mama's blog. And my biggest cheerleader has been Joanne James. And she gave me the best advice when I started. And the best advice was nobody can tell your story like you do. And so I was encouraged through your, you know, encouragement. And now I'm going to tell you the same thing as we get into the questions for the Big Mamas blog. Joanne, no one can tell your story like you do. So my first question for you is, what do you think Big Mama qualities are?
1: I think big mama qualities and you know and again this is a term that we affectionately use a lot of times in the african-american community the black community but what's so powerful about that role um, of being a big mama and being identified as a big mama and the characters that it takes is to recognize that you are blessed to be a blessing, that every one of us have something that we can give back. My first experience uh, with being a big mama, the characteristics was uh, my mother uh, suffered from mental illness as a child with depression. And I recognized that morning when I woke up at nine years old, Uh, that we still had to eat, we still had to go to school, we still had to be involved uh, in our community to get even help for our mother. And so at nine years old, that's when I recognized that, you know what, my little brother still have to eat and somebody has to go to the store. My big mama kicked in with resilience, Organiz- organization, organizing those, uh, even organizing our family to work together as a team to support our mother until she could get the help that was needed. And so those were probably some of the early remembrance of my characteristics as a big mother at, at, at a very young age. I don't promote that because children should remain to be children and have those experiences. I also recognize that big mothers may not be a part of your birth biological family. Yes. uh, But big mamas extend to the church, to Girl Scouts, to our schools. Because aunties, (laughs) aunties, those are good, uh, best friends. Yeah. Uh, But those qualities of big mothers. Uh, have really always supported and carried our our Black communities to who we are today. And I think the two of us just demonstrated that. We didn't grow up together, we didn't go to the same school, the same churches, but it was something about that inner spirit of our characteristics that day when I experienced you as a big mother in the church, when a young lady came forth to ask for prayer and needed help. And I remember seeing you in the choir tearing up because those big mother instincts kicked in and you and your husband offered her an opportunity to come into your home and to help. What an amazing testimony uh, that the characteristics of big mother go beyond uh, just someone that you give birth to or that you raised or grew up. I don't think you all had ever encountered this young lady. Didn't have any background. Um, I don't think the guest family was even approved to be a foster care home. None of that. It uh, superseded yeah. <laughs> all of that. It was just a need and a big mother uh, characteristic that was inside of you that moved you to parent this young lady. I'm almost sure some big mother in your life instilled something in you to say, Cheryl, you're blessed to be a blessing. And what better experience than to have it happen at uh, at that time? We were both at Base Memorial Baptist Church. Amen. Wow. Amen. Uh, Well, you started your big mama uh,
0: instincts at a very young age. Now I want you to tell me about your influences because even after that age, I'm sure other women have come into your life to help influence you as far as being a big mama. It doesn't have to be a blood relative. It could have been a church lady, but just tell me about your big mamas if it's more than one and how they influenced you.
1: Okay, Um, it makes me think, uh, and two, thank you Cheryl for setting that role model because of this opportunity. I just kind of had a moment to think, that uh, my husband and I did the same thing for a young lady at our ministry. But again, because of your example, uh, when she was in a crisis, we were able to bring her into our home. But I want to share real quick, uh, there, there was a grandmother in Shelbyville, uh, tobacco raiser, uh, never went to college, stay home mom. And then I had a mother, grandmother-in-love, uh, who lived to be 102, very fancy. Uh, society, it <laughs> and, and And mother, uh, Pauling. Thomas in Shelbyville. One grandmother taught me how to make clothes, and grandmother one big mama taught me how to wear the clothes. One grandmother taught me how to plant a garden and how to grow food, but the other grandmother taught me how to eat food. She showed me how to use all those five forks and the knives and the gloves at the proper setting. <laughs> the etiquette. One grandmother showed me how to make money. Always told me to keep some extra money, always told me how to have a, what what the young people call a side hustle. Make sure you know how to do something besides work in an office, braid hair, make a pie. But the other grandmother taught me how to invest the money, how to buy property, how to be an entrepreneur. Uh, One grandmother, again, uh, is so interesting. You know, One grandmother taught me how to uh, get a husband. The other one showed me how to maintain a husband. Yay, 33 years later. (laughs) Uh, One grandmother taught me the importance of education, but one grandmother took me on a college tour to Kentucky State University. That's where I met my amazing husband and her grandson. So two very different worlds, but today I am who I am because now in a COVID, I am now going to the farmer's market. If that grandmother in Shelbyville had never taught me how to buy organic food, I would have think everything came came from a grocery store. Uh, And, you know, it looks like next year I'm gonna be planting a garden, Cheryl. Uh I really am. (laughs) I looked and I thought, oh my God, are you serious? But uh, I love fresh fruit. I love fresh vegetables. And uh, I thought, but grandmother taught me how to do this. So it's really interesting how history and life has a way of repeating itself. Uh, The other day, uh, the dry cleaners uh, was closed And uh, I've always dropped Vincent's shirt off to get a button or something repaired. And I was reminded, girl, you better get those needle and thread out and do it yourself. And I saved us $7. And so (laughs) I got so tickled. I said, I can use that $7 and invest in something else. So it's really been interesting that during this pandemic, their teachings are even more uh, clear to me in survival than ever before.
0: Well, I think we kind of touched the subject of uh, being the first lady of Elam Baptist Church for 25 years that gives you some, some special Big Mama role models. Because if I was to take a roll call to the, to the people at church, we would be on here until 24 hours hearing the testimonies of uh, our first lady, Joanne James. Just tell me a little bit about the Big Mama qualities as being a first lady.
1: Okay. I think, again, that wonderful opportunity being in the, in the position of being married to a pastor, it exposes who you already are. Amen. It wasn't anything that was created or necessary. A lot of people look and say, well, how do you learn how to do all of that? And I said, well, it exposed, again, back to those nine-year stories, those grandmother stories. And God has allowed me to be a part of a ministry that I actually have family members there. I have people from my childhood. I have friendships over 30 years. Cheryl Guest is one. And then I have brand new Christians. What's amazing about that journey is that Cheryl Guest knows my story. But the young lady who just joined this year, oh, she thinks I walk on water. She has no idea of my backstory. And so it's really good for one's esteem to be involved in that level of ministry and to be able to give back because now I am able to be mentored by the church mothers of our church, Mother Baltimore, uh, uh, Sister Marshall, I don't want to name names, Sister lina wigginton Sister Mac, all those women, Sister Peterson, your mom, all these women are now 70, 80, 90. And so now they're teaching me those roles as a wife, as a mother, as a community person, how to stay connected at those age groups. So I really appreciate the diversity of our ministry. And of course, we have people that are now joining our ministry that, show they don't have the background that we have. This is their first encounter with church are with women outside of their families. So our church now actually have families that are there that are not connected to another family. So we really become their church sisters, their mothers. I've seen how the women in the choir a lot of times will look to you for leadership as not only a sister, but as your role as a mother and a grandmother. Uh, You have done that well, so thank you.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, let's give a shout out to your former, the big mamas that you listed, let's name them one more time. And then let me know what some of the qualities that you learned from them that you would love to pass on to your own children and your grandson. Okay,
1: so again, I wanna give, uh, as you mentioned, Lily May Gleaves lived to be 102 and Pauline Thomas, my grandmother. Uh, don't want to leave out my own mother and Lee Charles as well. Uh, all three have went on to heaven and have left this legacy. And so God, now, God has blessed me to be in the role as a mother of Carol Ann Brooks James, who is now 26 years old, and uh, my beautiful sister who lives in North Carolina. So again, collectively, all of those women um, and some of the qualities that are very important is resilience, patience, love, understanding, all the fruits of the spirits of the Bible, long suffering. All of those are very important to have characteristics to to be a beg mother. So I thank God that today I can celebrate. And especially those mean women, those women that told you, don't let that street light come on. Don't you talk back to grown folks. Go in that other room, honey, because this is grown folks talking. That's it. And I know you're not going out of the house looking like that because you represent not only yourself, but your family, your community. So instill those type of values. I thank God for them today. And a shout out for all of those mothers Um, who sacrificed and donated and helped me to be the woman, and especially those women that never had an opportunity to go to the major universities. But they made sure that they gave those donations and and did those projects for me so that I could continue my education. So I am what you call a life learner. Uh, As soon as we finish our interview, I have a Zoom class at 11 o'clock today. busy.
0: So COVID has not slowed you down at all. All right. I just want to give a a shout out to, to your husband and your children, if you would like to say a few words to them, because I know everyone feels blessed, absolutely, but from our church family to your immediate family, to have you uh, in our lives as our big mama, our example, our role model, our cheerleader, our confidant, our prayer partner, those, you you fill all those roles. So just really quick, you know, give a little short shout out to your husband and your children.
1: Thank you. I want to also give a shout out to, yes, my husband, Pastor Vincent James of 33 years, September the 3rd. And uh, my son Joey James, our eldest son, and Vincent James Jr., and uh, Carol James, and a shout out uh, to the National Council of Negro Women, NAACP, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, Kentucky State Alumni Chapter, and especially our PTA. I'm still a PTA mom, although I'm retired. Uh, when I leave here, we're on our way to collect school supplies. The HBCUs and, and uh, the sororities and fraternities are getting together for uh, to donate backpacks. And again, Cheryl, I think about what an example you are leading that your gifts and talents, it took COVID to get you to do this broadcast (laughs) and to do a Zoom live. And you are doing amazing. And that's the celebration. I think everyone listening in the sound of my voice can truly almost giggle and think about how many meals you cooked, how much family time you have spent, (laughs) that all those projects that you didn't have time to clean out the car in the closet, to make those birthday cakes, to send those cards, God has really done some amazing things for all of us. You and your husband have started a new company. That would have never happened without COVID. So yes, there's been some challenging times in the Valley, Black Lives Matter, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, all the things that we're dealing with in our community, but it has bought out the best in all of us as well. I even seen you out there protesting. I've seen other people out there protesting that would have never protested. And it's not about being outside. You have protested with your money, with doing this blog, giving little Joy and James an opportunity to be a superstar. All of these things have come um, out of these times that we've had in the Valley. So truly, uh, it has been a great experience. Thank
0: you for your time, Joanne, and thank you out there for listening in today. If you haven't already, I encourage you to go to BigMamasBlog.com. That's B-I-G-M-A-M-A-S-B-L-O-G.com. Please sign up for our mailing list, and we would love it if you would consider becoming a subscriber. You not only get access to the content from Big Mama's blog, but you also get a lot of other great content from our family website, educated-guesses.com. Also, there's a thread on Big Mama's blog called Who Is Your Big Mama? I encourage everyone to go to that thread and leave a comment about a big mama who made a difference in your life. Again, thank you, Joanne, for being my first guest. And thank you out there for listening. Stay tuned. There's much more to come. Stay blessed.